0: Welcome to the Post-Victory Formation Podcast. Tune in every week to hear Mike and Kyle's thoughts about the news around the league. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this week's Post-Victory Formation Podcast. We are post-Super Bowl, and the Kansas City Chiefs are the winners. Um, I do want to do a little thing really quick. Um, Thoughts and prayers with... Everybody that was involved in the Kansas City post-parade um,
1: shooting, uh,
0: parade shooting. Uh, that was a pretty crazy event there. So definitely our thoughts and prayers with everybody that was uh, involved in that and the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, breaks our heart here as a podcast and a family and God-fearing people. So uh, hopefully they can get over that, but definitely breaks our hearts. Uh, now moving on from such a sad point, Kyle, Kansas city, 49ers. We predicted the 49ers to win. Um, we didn't just predict the 49ers to win. We just felt it in every direction, offensive, defensive play calling, secondary backfield at, at QB, the whole nine yards. We just thought the 49ers are going to win and they did not. What happened, Kyle? Kyle.
1: Yeah, I well for starters, I I was never taking Brock Purdy over Patrick Mahomes. Let's get let's get that out of the way. But yeah, I think it was one of those situations where early on it looked like San Fran was kind of doing what they wanted with the ball and they got up 10 in the second quarter. Christian McCaffrey as I predicted was an absolute force on offense and the second half, they had the 49ers had the Juwan Jennings touchdown, but other than that, they just uh settled for field goals. And for whatever reason, they got away from running the ball with Christian McCaffrey like they did in the first half. And you pair those two things where you are willingly kicking field goals and not touchdowns. And just never, you're watching that game and San Fran was clearly the better team, but you just see them kind of stall out on drives, not execute, kick field goals, and they just let Kansas City hang around. And the people I was with, we, all of us were on the same wavelength. We're like, man, you guys can't be in the business of letting Kansas City hang around because that's, that's how you're going to get beat. these guys have done it too many times before. And sure enough, Mahomes comes out, starts slinging the rock. Uh, just they ran the ball. It was very methodical drives down the field. And in the end, uh, Kansas City was down by three. Moody with the 53-yarder late. But Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, we've seen it too many times. They knew what they needed to do. They stalled out. Got the 29-yarder to get it into OT. And, yeah, from there, they were kind of gifted a break from San Francisco deciding to take the ball first in OT. They saw that once Moody had scored the field goal, they're like, all right, we got to get a touchdown. And under under all circumstances, it's going to be a touchdown. So they went out, they did it. And, uh, yeah, two in a row for the Chiefs, three in the last five years. Very impressive.
0: So you asked me this question yesterday when we had some stuff going on. Um, I know you got the stats up. Kyle Shanahan, because I want to hear your thoughts about this. Kyle Shanahan has been part of the worst three Super Bowl losses in NFL history. Um, I know we were a little iffy on the third.
1: I I still, I honestly have not looked up the third.
0: Well, you know what? Fuck the third. He's still got two going for him. Exactly.
1: up by okay. 10 year, up by 25
0: yeah. when he was with Atlanta. Yeah. So uh, fuck the third. So mm-hmm. does did he I kind of think like it's covered so many bases of shitty coaching, like in this avenue, offense and then defense and then defense and then whatever. Like it's just covered so many bases of shit Super Bowl losses that do you think if he goes again, like he's got it on lock because he's learned so many hard lessons or um, do you kind of see it as if he has like a bad year or two years in a row, 49ers need any excuse to get him out of there. Cause they want to, you know, they only have so long with all these players under contract.
1: Well, I think for first, first of all, you kind of saw Steve Wilkes being fired today. He was kind of the fall guy, but the defense that defense had some issues, but I don't think they were issues that couldn't have been fixed under Steve Wilkes' leadership. You gotta remember this was his first year as a DC at with the 49ers. it was his first and
0: Greenlaw year. tearing his ACL or uh, MCL didn't or no, I'm sorry, his Achilles tenant didn't
1: really help out very much either. Correct. But I think you don't have to look far to see a guy. Who struggled in his first couple, you know, whether you want to call it big games or even just the Super Bowl itself. But Mike, Andy Reid had the same problem when he was coaching the Eagles. Tons of talent, get them to where they want to be, and then he just go too conservative. And I see a lot of the same traits for Shanahan. And Shanahan's still young enough. I. And the league as a whole is trending towards being more aggressive and getting away from the conservative uh, play calling of old where, you know, fourth and short. Now, if you're outside of your own 40, you're probably going to go for it. So
0: I want to pause you on that really quick, too, just for everybody listening to. I mean, you brought up such a good point with Kyle Shanahan being young. It it took Andy Reid a very long time to get a Super Bowl win.
1: Yeah, what uh yeah why don't you pull that up well I'll, I'll Keep go talking. Up here. with Shanahan being young like I said he's got he's gonna beat the 49ers a long time I feel like with uh you know what he's done just how fundamentally sound the team is as a whole they don't make too many mistakes it's a very it's an insulated style of play where you need, where you need a, a guy to just distribute the ball, not turn it over. That's why with uh, Brock Purdy, seeing McCaffrey fumble the ball was a surprise because he's usually rock solid. I believe that was the fumble that he had in the Super Bowl. It was only his third fumble all season, but it's just a very, it's a methodical style of football. And, Shanahan it reminds me it's methodical but it's old-fashioned and it reminds me a lot of Andy Reid and the Eagles but now you know Andy Reid has shown that he can change and he he's been more aggressive when it comes to fourth downs and that and that sort of thing so I think I think if you're Shanahan if you're a 49ers fan you just you don't rest on your morals as far as the play style but I think when it comes down to the fourth down mentalities and just level of aggression, I think he needs to take a look at that. And I think he needs to evolve with the rest of the league. And again, he doesn't need to look any further than Andy Reid across the field. So plenty of time for Shanahan. I don't think, you know, the wheels would really have to come off the 49ers for me to see him gone in the next one or two years, like you asked. But, uh, I think with uh, Wilkes being fired, that was his his way of like, hey, we had to make some sort of move. And I don't agree with it because Steve Wilkes has been the fall guy here for for the past few years now, honestly. But uh, yeah, I think Shanahan and these guys, Purdy, they have the formula. They just uh, need to tweak on it a little bit. And I don't see a reason why they can't get back.
0: So, Andy Reid, I misspoke. He does have a Super Bowl ring with the Green Bay Packers in 1996. But from night. No, well, I, he was assistant offensive line and tight ends coach. Like he has a Super Bowl ring.
1: Yeah, it, it would be. Uh, I just care about it as a head coach.
0: Head coach, Kansas City.
1: Yeah. Yes. Yeah, with the Eagles. And yeah, so again, coaches can change. Andy Reid has no reason why Kyle Shanahan can also.
0: So, Kyle, I want—I have one thing, one quick thing for a do you believe segment. We're gonna finish up that quick segment. I want to do a do you believe, and then I want to roll into kind of like in depth you know kind of how the super bowl is to what our thoughts are next year this is going to be a little bit shorter podcast um because we have some good things coming next week but kyle do you believe that the 49ers have what it takes contractually to make it and to to make it deep in the playoffs next year and then on just a side note to that i want to hear both sides do you believe the kansas city chiefs have what it or has what it you know what it needs to make it to the Super Bowl next year for the repeat.
1: I'll say yes to both. Now San Fran, they're going to have a little tougher time, I think, with uh, Mike McDonald coming into Seattle as a head coach. We saw what McDonald's defense in Baltimore did to the 49ers when the Ravens and 49ers played earlier this season, so. He's going to he's going to rein in that 49er offense a little bit. Uh, I I expect a healthier and just a overall more competitive Arizona Cardinals. I believe the Rams are going to be, you know, hovering, you know, fringy playoff team like they were this year. So that being said, if the 49ers can get through the NFC West, it's going to be a tougher division they're going to be a little more seasoned granted they played a first place schedule this year but and they'll be doing it again this upcoming season i think the new level of challenge within the division it's going to make them better and contractually they're sitting they're sitting pretty well i i don't have a list of their key uh free agents but they're definitely
0: they, sitting pretty well
1: yeah they got Purdy, McCaffrey, they're all coming back. We know Shanahan's coming back. We'll have to see what route they go on defense as far as coordinator.
0: They're talking about signing Brandon Aok again, uh, doing a contract extension. So they're going to have a lot of key people.
1: On the other side of the ball, Kansas City, Mahomes, Kelsey, Andy Reid, they're all coming back.
0: Raji Rice.
1: We see the glaring holes on that team and the fact that they were still able to win despite that. I think you get a couple weapons on offense and Kansas City is going to be the prohibitive favorite once again to go back to the Super Bowl representing the AFC.
0: Kyle, on that subject really quick, do you want to kind of let that uh, the Super Bowl top 10 favorites marinate till next week? Um, because it's quite astonishing, kind of where they have people. So I don't know if well, you wanted to do keep it. The...
1: I, have, I haven't seen the list, so let's do it.
0: All right, let's I'll fucking you do my it.
1: Thoughts? I'll tell you, too high or too low.
0: Kyle, Super Bowl odds. We're gonna go ten to six. Tell us where you think they're at. We have Dallas Cowboys, Green Bay Packers, Philadelphia Eagles. Miami Dolphins Cincinnati Bengals 10 through six
1: I would probably switch Dallas and Philadelphia I okay
0: whoa okay
1: I would have Philadelphia and Dallas at nine Green Bay at eight but I don't I don't hate those rankings but I I need to see it with Philadelphia uh, I got what they're gonna do you know, how they're going to respond after their late season collapse this year. Uh, I want, I need to see improved defensive effort. I need to see just a functional offense, which is something they did not have. It. I mean, it was a collapse for Philadelphia. So the pieces are there. They showed that, Hey, you know, we can get off to a 10 win start, but yeah, I have, some, I still have questions. We know what Philadelphia is. I, I'd say they're definitely fringy top ten to get back. Uh, Dallas, no issue. Green Bay, they're young. They're only going to be getting better. Uh, We saw Jordan Love have a breakout. We saw their young core receivers all have a breakout. I mean, it was a, uh, it was an impressive performance. Once they, you know, once they kind of got over that early season slump. Uh, I think Green Bay is going to be a real threat for the NFC North, and yeah, then you had what we had Cincinnati at six. Joe Burrow coming back, no issue there. They're going to be tough. Need to see what they do at receiver, but they're regardless they're going to have two, out hey, of the three.
0: Well, I'm parking you for a second because Joe Burrow did not start off too hot, and he's at the six spot. Number seven oh, is yeah. the Miami Dolphins.
1: He came into the season and he was hobbled. It wasn't the same. It wasn't the same Joey franchise that we've come to know and love.
0: He started so to become that. I
1: think he did, but then he got hurt again. So give yep. him a full off season to get healthy, get right. And I'd put him above Miami because we know Miami, they're earth, their world beaters down in Miami. But then when it comes to going on the road, I've yet to see it. So Miami might be a little high, but again, we know. We know how explosive they can be, so that on on that premise alone, I don't have an issue with them being at seven. So honestly, that was a no, not uh, not any hills I need to die on there. Just a little reshuffling of the deck through six or ten.
0: And just to reiterate, so what do we this have is, in the
1: top five, Mike.
0: Just just to reiterate, this is CBS Sports, and it is uh, the odds are courtesy of DraftKings Sportsbook. Um, now going forward through that, we have. After the Cincinnati Bengals at 6, we have the Detroit Lions at 5, Buffalo Bills at 4, Baltimore Ravens at 3, Kansas City Chiefs at 2, and then the San Francisco 49ers with plus 550 odds at number 1. Hmm. And before you answer, I want to keep everybody knowing that we're going to be covering this, you know, closer to draft and after draft because these odds are going to change with little, you know, coaching changes here and there, and especially by the draft, these odds will change. I want to cover it now because you guys might want to start betting now too. Not that I condone that or Kyle.
1: You do condone that. Let's stop right there. You do
0: (laughs) I do condone that, but I want to see what you got here. Detroit Lions at number five, Kyle. I don't agree. I want to see what your thoughts are.
1: You think they're too high or too low? Too low. I put them a third. I agree that I would put them above Buffalo.
0: I put them above Buffalo and the Ravens. The Ravens were shaky as shit towards the end in the AFC championship.
1: I don't agree. I think we know playoff Lamar is a problem but I think they're going to upgrade significantly this off season when it comes to running back Gus Edwards. I think he's out. I could see them bringing in a, a Tony Pollard or a, uh, Derek Henry. They're getting, uh, Dobbins back. Maybe this'll be the year Dobbins stays healthy, but if you have a one, two punch with Dobbins and then either Derek Henry or, um,
0: I mean, maybe even Delvin cook.
1: Yeah, that true. I think they're going to upgrade and really double down on just being a ground and pound team. And, you know, with a two headed running back monster, and then your, uh, sensational athlete, Lamar Jackson. Uh, yeah. I. We'll see how they draft. Cause again, like you said, Draft is going to change our opinion, but if they go running back or if they pick up a free agent running back, one of the guys I mentioned, man, it'd be tough. I mean, they're a fundamentally sound team. Also, losing McDonald is D.C., that's going to hurt, but they always find a way to find uh, you know find, find good coordinators in Baltimore. So I'd flip-flop Buffalo. And Detroit, despite the good things Buffalo has going, I need to see what they do to kind of bolster that offense a little more. Diggs is kind of up in the air. If, I think if they further commit to the run game and not allow Josh Allen to be slinging the ball so much, I could reserve the right to flip Buffalo back ahead of Detroit. And I would, I'd flop Kansas City. And San Fran, I'd put Kansas City as one San Fran at two. So I'd be I'd be Casey San Fran, Baltimore, Detroit, Buffalo. But not far off, I think I think arguments could be made for all all the top five to uh, make a run. So
0: So I'm glad I brought this one up, too, because I'm pretty sure it was Fox that I read uh, when I was on my plane earlier coming back home. Um, Fox had the Lions at three. And the Packers at four. I just want to hear Packers. your raw thoughts on that.
1: Again, Mike, if 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 Green Bay continues on the trajectory that they had that they showed at the end of last season, yeah, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a one A and one B situation in the NFC North with Green Bay and Detroit duking it out for that for uh the division. And I could see Chicago being fringy if and only if they keep Justin Fields, which is still – that's going to be one of the biggest topics this offseason is what does Chicago do having first overall pick and being in the Caleb Williams sweepstakes. But, yeah, Green Bay, I don't – I could make – you could make an argument for Green Bay to be in the top five as far as uh, odds making the Super Bowl. I'm not – not going to argue against it.
0: And I wasn't even saying that more so cuz I'm a Green, Ga- or Green Bay or Green Bay guy, but <laughs> um the Lions are already quick to the start with signing people in the offseason. Like as you mentioned too, they signed the
1: yep, we signed Matthew Petz, CFL player of the year, defensive player of the year
0: 18, 18 sacks
1: season last year in the CFL.
0: And You know, you got to sit here and think that some of that's going to translate over to the NFL. I understand you're in the CFL, but even if you cut that in half, for instance, Kyle, that's an astonishingly good year still.
1: Yeah. I mean, we'll see. The talent level is different, but you got to trust Brad Holmes has got an eye for talent. I mean, look at some of these late draft acquisitions he's had. So Holmes is... Holmes has enough runway with the fans, myself included, where if he picks up a guy, I expect that guy to make an impact because Holmes and Campbell, they don't bring bums in. And if they think they're a fit for the program, then so be it. Welcome.
0: And I have a weird I have a weird feeling that next year like the Super Bowl is going to be two totally different teams that we've seen in a while. I think the playoffs are going to be a lot different too, just because all the coaching changes and potential player changes. <clears throat> um,
1: Can I say one thing, Mike? Can I? Do you still please? have the, you have the Super Bowl odds still pulled up? I mean, duh. Okay, I heard something. We had the MVP uh, MVP odds came out, and number five was CJ Stroud for the Texans.
0: Okay, so. Super Bowl odds number 11
1: the, Texans. Is the Houston Texans yes. Okay. Uh, so okay. that
0: that holds water.
1: Let me make an amendment. I would put the Texans over the Eagles until I see the Eagles have a pulse once again.
0: So you're saying
1: it would be I Texans and Eagles 11. But yeah, yeah, as you said Mike, you could see there's a real possibility that you could have non-household names in the Super Bowl next year.
0: Oh, I mean the Packers almost made it with nobody. The the Lions, I mean in retrospect they had people but rookies yeah, and nobody
1: that
0: Yeah, nobody that you know people really knew. I mean, I hate to say it, but the Kansas City Chiefs people don't know who some of those people were.
1: You knew Mahomes, you knew Kelsey, and you knew Taylor Swift. That was about it.
0: Yeah, maybe a little sprinkle of Raji Rice. but no, other
1: that, casual.
0: Even with San Francisco 49ers, nobody knew who Juan Jennings was. Like, There's just a bunch of players, and a lot of these no-name teams and a lot of these general managers and coaches have been getting the drafting right. That's why I think to, like next year, as much as like – Kyle, I will tell you, I've had a hell of a time betting this year. Even though I said I don't have a problem. And then even us predicting games, I mean, you've been more on point, but it's been hard. This year's been fucking wild.
1: One thing that one thing that I noticed just as a whole is more people have caught on to the Tom Brady approach where you don't play your quarterback, you don't hamstring yourself by paying your quarterback, you know, half your cap, half your cap space, and then just giving peanuts to the rest. Like it's a full team effort and having superstar, like getting that Odell Beckham or getting that, you know, that
0: Geno Smith. No. (laughs) Well, no, I'm saying like that money, like going that route
1: with quarterback. Correct. I'm talking like prime OBJ. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, uh, you know, Zeke Elliott, big name guys that had huge contracts. Teams aren't hamstringing themselves with these huge contracts anymore. They're spreading the wealth more. They're utilizing rookies more. You've heard me say it, you know, rookie deals, rookie deals, rookie deals is the way you got to do it. But it might get, it's the truth. You need to... You need to spread that money out across the whole team. You know, you need you need twenty you need twenty nickels instead of having four quarters. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, need, yeah, you need to spread that wealth out accordingly. That's what
0: I was going with. Three
1: the, guys.
0: That's what I was going with, like the Geno Smith thing, like such a team friendly contract.
1: Yes, exactly. like.
0: They're not going that, you know, well, you know, teams are starting to finally go that route. And then if there's anybody that preaches rookie, even, you know, even in this podcast and then you in fantasy, nobody preaches rookie more than you. And on top of that, this is not me, you know, breaking your arm or nothing, but a lot of these teams, Kyle, they were in the top 10, have a bunch of rookie players and look at where they're at.
1: Exactly. Yep.
0: And now I do want to just bounce away from that a little bit. I want to give you the bottom five.
1: Okay. Yeah, I'd be curious to hear this.
0: Bottom five. See, C- now everybody remember CBS Sports powered by DraftKings is what the, what these odds are coming from. At- oh, from 20, 28
1: to 30, or yeah, 28 to 32. 28 to 32.
0: Walk. Yeah. I'll go 32-28. to We'll just work up. We're going to go bottom of the barrel, Carolina Panthers.
1: No argument.
0: Tennessee Titans. No argument. Kyle, this is going to break your heart. Denver Broncos. Las Vegas Raiders. Do what?
1: Raiders, no
0: argument. And then the Patriots. Yeah, those, those are mean, your Denver,
1: bottom. I got to see who Denver gets as a quarterback, but I think Denver's got enough talent on that roster to still, you know, hover with a wild card spot.
0: Hold on, you said that Denver's probably going to keep Russell, though, and you know, towards the end of the playoffs here.
1: <sighs> What's well,
0: changing your mind?
1: Indications are that they might keep him, but they're going to draft a rookie quarterback and roll the rookie out.
0: So could next year be the end of Russell?
1: I think he'll be, I still think he'll be a Denver Bronco, but he might not be starting for him. And then, yeah, I think they ship him off.
0: I mean, I I do, I just can't wait till the draft, which we'll be at.
1: That's and right. We'll have boots on the ground.
0: Also, did you see how phenomenal that setup was? because they released the setup for Detroit.
1: I have not. I'm I'm Oh
0: my god, dude. It looks fucking sick.
1: I'm abstaining until we get closer because I know how things can change.
0: Dude, yeah, but the setup, dude, I cannot wait. But with that being said, we hit on the Super Bowl. Kansas City won. I think 49ers had the piece to do it they lacked in coaching third and fourth quarter going into ot when Kyle Shanahan said that
1: we're going to let off the gas
0: yep and that they didn't have anything going into the super bowl uh for ot and at the other side of the you know the the field there you had Kansas City who was prepared for an overtime uh you clearly saw it in the game this is what got us here third quarter they decided to not run the ball. 49ers, Christian McCaffrey pumped the brakes, only got 80 rushing yards, one touchdown, should have been more, and it was a passing touchdown by Juan Jennings. Um,
1: Juan Jennings.
0: Yeah. So that's where we're at. We discussed it. We're here. Kyle, do you have anything?
1: Uh, I'm, I'm good.
0: Next week, we got some good stuff to talk about. We're going to keep this thing going through the off season, as we did last year. Keep the viewers happy. We're going to close it out. Like, follow, subscribe. Facebook, Instagram, whatever your vice is, we got it covered. We keep updating everything on Facebook and Instagram. And we're keeping the episodes coming on time. Give you more than enough time to listen. Kyle, we're closing it out.
1: Yes, what Mike said. We'll talk to you next week.